Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, we are live, we are here, and it's time for another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show. Uh, you know, we took a couple off uh, this past weekend, you know, we didn't have live recaps for the Resonance shows due to lack of stream and boards, and Neil and I uh, spending the weekend at Peach Fest, which was a lot of fun. Um, so we will be talking about those shows uh, in much greater detail on our, our summer tour recap episode, which we'll obviously be after the end of summer tour. Um, and you know, they'll get some mentions here and there uh, in the rest of the recaps this week. But we are here today to talk about last night in Asbury Park, New Jersey, July 3rd. I've got two fine gentlemen here to help me out, uh, Dylan and Anish. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. You know, Dylan, is your, your first time on the pod. Anish, you were yeah. here uh, for during the Ryman run. Yeah, during the Ryman yeah. trip. Yep. Nice. Well, good to have you back on. Uh, you know, really excited to talk about this show. This is a really, really cool show uh, to talk about. So let's start with you, Dylan. Uh, you know, you had you had quite the trip getting to Asbury Park um, yeah. as a, a fellow Torontonian. But yeah. um, tell me about your experience getting to the venue yesterday, where you were, what the vibe was like pre-show. Yeah. Uh, so vibe was great. It was very hot. As the first thing it was uh it was calling for like lightning and thunder uh this whole i don't know week couple weeks leading up to it and then yeah, yeah it, was, it was boiling hot so i brought a poncho and i obviously didn't use it uh getting to the show yeah i mean yeah i took a train from toronto to new york the previous day is like a 13 hour train and then i trained from new york here uh to jersey the morning of the show so i mean it wasn't too bad i like pretty well rested and uh yeah it was just a uh, really really hot it was the first thing when we got there Right. <laughs> it was incredibly humid. And there yeah. were points where, like, there was no breeze. It was – they packed that place. Like, it was tight oh, all the way to the very back of the venue. Like, you can walk mm-hmm. in. So. I heard about that. And, and you're from the south, too. So you don't, yeah. you don't say that lightly, you know. Really no, it, 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 like, they had, like, all the way 
past merch basically to the front gate where everybody entered was completely packed with people like you couldn't get anywhere and it was like tight and um but everybody was dancing like everywhere you looked everybody was dancing so everyone still was having a good time good so vibes were high despite the despite being packed in vibes were high i love it <laughs> great to hear great to hear well let, let's start off uh with the first set here you know first three songs wild night uh elizabeth indian river niche start us off wild night opener van morrison cover that was great i think everybody was really excited and it kind of you know set the tone everybody got something that they like a lot of people who had never seen goose before kind of had like a song that they could like get introduced and kind of get up to speed right away as to like what the vibe was and so i think that that kicked off the night very well and you know that was like right when the sun was starting to set so like everything was um you know the vibe was great during that time and then i don't know if you want to add anything dylan to that yeah yeah it was uh yeah really really nice cover nice way to get started nothing too nuts that comes next with the Elizabeth, but I'll save that. <laughs> Nothing too nuts to start, but uh, yeah, really, really nice cover. I wasn't overly familiar with Goose's uh, cover of it, but re really great. And uh, yeah, I agree. B vibes were really nice at that point. Yeah, I think Wild Nights, uh, you know, they, they do it really, really well. I know there, there was a little bit of controversy over uh, the last Wild Night because it was like a pseudo All I Need second jam that very mm -hmm. quickly, uh, you know, got ripcorded into Wild Night, um, which was... Uh, by the way, 67 show gap uh, on this wild night. No one's here to tell me that it's a 66 show gap. Uh, it's from October 6th last year. Uh, New Orleans was the last time it was played. Um, so, you know, been a little while. Definitely didn't expect this coming, but it was indeed a wild night, uh, I think. It was. Well, Elizabeth uh, and Indian River here. Uh, Dylan, you kick us off with these two songs. Take me through how you were feeling, what you thought of both of these. For sure. So Elizabeth, admittedly, is not my favorite. It's not what I look for. Uh, however, I think last night converted me because that was like, oh, man, everyone was going hard, really, really uh, like energetic uh, feel in the entire place. Everyone was really dancing hard, grooving. Uh, yeah, the Elizabeth was really great. I also heard a stray clav tweet yell from the crowd. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Everyone around. Yeah. And, I uh, love it. I, I love that people are yelling it. I like. Yeah, it's great. Ah, I enjoyed it. It's a nice involved. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, and Indian River. What did you think of that? Indian River is one of my favorite songs. It was one of the ones that I was chasing. I I've only seen three shows. This is my fourth. So I got nice. just lucky to see it. And uh, I love that song so much. It's the the synth solo, and it's just so like blissful and beautiful. And I can't say enough good things about it. So we were talking about. Sorry, uh, in I was gonna say I'm a huge sucker for the Welcome to Delta Jam too. Yeah. So yeah. like right when that kicks off during the second half of the song, like everybody like starts just like getting really groovy and it's exciting, you know. Yeah. Like, that's when you know the energy is really starting to kick off. But yeah, you can tell was unreal. Yeah, so. you you can tell you know Spuds especially loves playing the Delta Jam. Just yeah. watching him like groove as he's playing I mean, the beat. It is a incredible groove in the so. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And this Indian River was on a 22-show gap coming off of uh, last plate in Bozeman, uh, which is, like, really long gap for the song, uh, potentially the longest in the song's history. You know, obviously there are a lot of gaps in set lists going back to 2016, 2017, what we have access to. Um, but this is the longest gap in the era that we have fully recorded. Um, so pretty cool uh, to see that. You know, interesting 
I'm curious why it was put on the shelf for a little while. You know, last year um, we saw it, you know, go on the shelf middle of the year in between, you know, the, the original arrangement with the Delta. And then it came back later in the summer with the, with this new 80 synth arrangement, which they seem yeah. to be sticking with. Um, I think this is the, the longest one arrangement of Indian river has stuck around in a few years, <laughs> which is, it, it's interesting to look at, um, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and the Elizabeth as well, you know, I always feel like Elizabeth is a great song for early first set. You know, th- yeah. this one's like 13, 14 minutes or so. Nice chugle, get the crowd grooving uh, in, into the jams a little, um, yeah. but, but nothing crazy. You know, you can get something like the Warfield version, which is phenomenal. You can get something like this, which is just fun to hear. Yeah. yeah it was energetic more than like anything like, you know, out of the ordinary, but it was super, super fun. Yeah. Definitely Perfect. setting the tone well. Yeah. Awesome. And then we the set continues with our first big jam of the night. Everything must go or everything must goat, as some people are calling it uh, already. Um, but th- this was awesome. You know, we get a nice modulation. Uh, you know, Rick modulates the jam first. and then Peter pushes for one later on in the jam. You know, there was somebody on Twitter trying to tell me that Goose doesn't improvisationally modulate last night. And I was like, no, he he modulated in the in the middle of improvisation. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, but, you know, this song is one of my favorite Goose songs at this point, I think. Like, every yeah. time it starts off, I, I'm just – I'm so stoked. I'm so excited to hear it. And I love the way that they've been uh, they've been jamming it recently. So, Nish, how are you feeling? I think must go. I was really happy about the version we got last night. I, like, I feel like I have recognized, like, two main versions, which I call, like, Everything Must Slow, which is, like, the really, like, beautiful, like, you know, jam that they go into. And then they have yeah. – the one that they played yesterday, which is like similar to like the first time played Pullman Yards version that I do. And I like when they do that, it's just like such a happy feeling the entire time. Like the entire jam just kind of is just slowly climbing, but it like it just ramps up and it's great. And especially like at that point, I just remember like the way that the wind was blowing, they had like the smoke on the left side of the stage and it would flow across the front. And that's Ooh. when we were starting to like fully shine through and everyone was like, all right, this is going to be a fun night. Um, but yeah, definitely like huge fan of last night's, uh, everything was good. Love it. Dylan, what about you? Yeah. Also one of my favorite songs, another one I was chasing, oh man, I, I really, really, really love this song. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really, really nice version. Actually something to note during this version was that there was actually like a medical, something in the crowd up, up front, uh, someone passed out. It was so hot. Multiple people passed out from what I've heard, and there was like yeah. a bunch of people, uh, you know, raising their hands and uh, getting security. But I think they, they came pretty fast and they got up, and it was all all good. But yeah, it was uh, like I was listening back to some uh, "Everything Must Go" of the, of the jam today, and I was noticing. I'm like, I don't even remember that because I was so, you know, uh, I just, right, right. You were kind of yeah. The vibe was off a little at that moment. Yeah, a little. But it's interesting. I'm glad, that, glad they're okay and uh, st- yeah. What a good band listening back and oh i love that song so much yeah yeah it's it's really crazy to me like you know i was hearing like, like the venue wouldn't let you bring in an empty water bottle either either yeah. or anything which is crazy yeah. especially with the temperature what it is yeah. right now you know for these shows like yeah everyone make sure thank you anna everyone make sure if you're there drink a lot of water before the show you know yes. I, I know some people are probably going into the venue in like an hour and a half but yeah. drink a lot of water before the show get hydrated Stay hydrated. And I think they had water bottles too, which is nice because it wasn't like the liquid death cans, which is nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay. That's good. The, you can like at least, you know, 
cap it and hold on to it much easier to that too. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, next up set finishes off with turn clouds into animal pretty, you know, standard first set fair here that felt like there's a little extra dark build, uh, in turn clouds there for like 10 seconds or so. Thought it might be going somewhere else. It didn't, but it was still cool. An uh, animal, you know, it's just the, it's this point now where it's just like super like laid back and relaxed. Peter hitting the vintage vibe hard in this jam, uh, which sounded great to me. It must have sounded great uh, on the beach. Uh, Dylan, take us through these last two. Yeah, so uh, I I haven't really liked Turn Clouds. Uh, I think it was a nice placement to put it after one of the newer songs because you get a classic right after that, so it's like a little bit of a balance. Uh, so I did like that. Um, you know, after a more sentimental song, you get a more fun kind of, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think the, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the clouds came out like blocking the sun during Turn Clouds. Ah. I don't know, but uh, may have noticed that. And uh, yeah, Animal, Animal is good. Um, I was at, I saw the animal, I was at the salt shed night too. Um, yeah. That animal was, I really, really like it. I don't know if this one was quite as good, but I still really enjoyed it. And just a nice way to cap off the set. Awesome. Yeah. I think the one thing I noticed about turning clouds was like, everybody was singing that song at the top of their lungs. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I've, yesterday was show 19 for me. I don't think I've heard like a group of people in like an outdoor space like all like yell a song like that mm -hmm. yeah. that's awesome yeah i i love it you know neil and i were just talking about the other day about like you know the born and arcadia sing-alongs that we had like last fall you know the born in richmond the arcadia at, in atlanta pullman uh where it just felt like the crowd was really getting into it really singing yeah. the lyrics and so it's awesome to hear that happening in different songs and you know here and there so super super cool uh, now we move into set break. You know, obviously the sun's starting to set. I guess the temperature was hopefully cooling down a little bit. Um, but Nish, what were you feeling like at set break? Did you move around at all? I know it was, it was tough to move around. Yeah, um, I made my um, – I moseyed on back to the merchant, snagged um, a poster. But it was interesting during set break, and I'm sure Dylan will talk about this too. They kind of made an announcement really right before they came on for set two that um, – that there is a thunderstorm possibility and that they might have to um, evacuate everyone. So like find right. like identify the nearest exit near you. And um, everyone Yikes. was like, well, that's putting a really damper on everything. And then literally at the moment they came that uh, they said that um, band came out and like, luckily weather held off and we got a full second set, which was nice, but awesome. yeah. So, yeah, that, that's really interesting uh, to happen at set break. Good thing that the weather didn't uh, hit. You know, did, did it hit after the show? No, I I don't think there was any weather that ended up happening last night. I think it all breezed by us, which was like... Fingers crossed that yeah. holds tonight. Dylan, yeah. how were you feeling at set break last night? Yes, uh, feeling good until that announcement. I was finally <laughs> feeling, oh, the weather's going to be all good. And then all... <laughs> You see this cloud creep in, you're like, I don't know. And then the announcement comes up. But then Peter comes maybe like two minutes after that guy said that and kind of freaked everyone out. And Peter goes, oh, man, what a night. This is great. And I think it <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, kind of, kind I of love nice. it. Love that. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, take us into set two, Yeti into Creatures. This is a hell of a pairing. Immediate yeah. entry. Entry. Immediate entry into the Goose Segway Hall of Fame. You know, like just what a moment. Uh, it, it perfectly went into each other. Um, you know, I love 
the fact that they used Yeti as a springboard, you know, didn't need to come back and finish it later in the set. You know, it just opened up a little. And, you know, we, we've talked about on the pod before how Yeti kind of feels a little bit standard. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, eight minutes, Peter guitar solo, whatever. So I like when, you know, they, they hang back. This was, I think the Yeti was around nine, ten minutes before they fully went into Creatures. Um, but, you know, you can hear the moment when Peter starts to bring that Creatures in. And it's like, oh, okay, here we go, uh, which was really awesome on the webcast last night. And this Creatures for me is just 20 minutes of just hose. Like, yeah. just the energy and obviously the fireworks and just everything happening in it is so, so sick. Uh, so, Dylan, take, take me through how you were feeling these first two songs of the set. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, this Yeti was so fun. This is also, this is my first Yeti, Creatures, and Arcadia in a row. So Oh, know. amazing. So that was nuts for me to be able to get that. Uh, this yeah. Yeti, the way they smooth, they just uh, threw in the creatures, like a little tease, and then they went back into Yeti and then back into creatures. Like, oh, forget about it. It was so good. And uh, yeah, the creatures, like you mentioned, like the uh, the fireworks started, I think, when the jam, like the arpeggiator stuff was starting to happen. And oh my God, it was just every, everyone like not even knowing where to look. Do I look back? Do I look at the stage? I don't know <laughs> yeah. what to do. Do I take video? Where, what am I doing? I was just such a great... Uh, experience everyone was uh, having such an amazing time amazing niche how are you feeling yeah no it was um i completely agree with you what he said it was um it really turned up the level of energy especially at that point like it had become like fully dark outside so getty's lights were really punching through and um yeti kicking it off was like a dance party you know, everything like the moment you hear that first like um bass hit it's yeah. like everything goes off from there and then creatures coming through and then honestly like when the fireworks started watching all the band members faces as they were looking at the fireworks too and i was just like honestly that's just as much fun looking at the fireworks in themselves because they're in awe i'm in awe it was in an like what what was the sensory overload like that was like the only best way to describe it like at that point i was like this is incredible i am so happy that everyone is out here right now yeah and I, I don't think we've seen a written set list from last night yet, but it definitely looked like Arcadia was an audible uh, from the band. You know, I think that was when Rick went back and said something to them. But that was like, a, yeah, like, we got to play Arcadia right now. Yeah. Like, this is the moment as the fireworks are going off. You know, only like a 10 or 11 minute Arcadia, but, you know, super, super hot. We do have a question uh, from the chat for both of you. Uh, was Yeti Creatures Arcadia the jam of the year of the year? from uh you know the the complaints department himself uh vickers so do, do you guys think it's the jam of the year of the year i think i, I saw vickers tweet that earlier today <laughs> yeah so do i think it was the jam of the year of the year i don't know uh what, what, what do you think what do you guys think it was great i think it would i think a lot of things put it in that category i think you know, all of them, all of those three songs being in the order that they were with all the stuff with the fireworks happening at the same time, kind of like perfectly aligned. And I think, you know, with the audible, the Arcadia, the band recognizing the energy that they were pushing, you know, really helped with that. And so I think, yeah, I think it could definitely be Jam of the Year of the Year. Um, but, yeah. Jam of the Year of the Year. Very important. You, you heard it here first, uh, just so everyone is curious. Still not allowing segues in the bracket. Uh, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, next up, the set, uh, you know, we get Electric Avenue, the first time since, you know, it's very interesting appearance at the cap, uh, an Okeechobee right at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, nice and groovy, little synth action. Um, and then 
crazy 20 plus minute drip field uh, to end off the set. You know, I, I thought drip field was coming tonight. Uh, and so I left it off my fantasy last night, sadly. Um, but this was an amazing drip field. Peter really at the forefront, those, those klezmer vibes that we hear all the time that we talk about really all over this jam. Um, so, you know, like Dylan electric Avenue drip field. I thought electric Avenue was such a cool continuation of the energy. It was just such a, it's such a feel good song that everyone knows that it's yeah. uh, after the fireworks. I feel like it's, it's hard to find something that people, you know, cause when the fireworks are done, it's like, okay, how do you keep the vibe going? I thought electric yeah. Avenue was a great opportunity to do that. The lights during electric Avenue, I have to say were so, so cool. Uh, and, uh, right after electric Avenue, yeah, that, that drip field, how they go into like that Spanish theme, that was so great. Or, or I don't know how you would phrase it, but it was, it was so great. I had an amazing time. That was my third. I, drip field I call it Klezmery. You know, like, that's what you were. Yeah. 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 yeah there you go. Yeah. Nish, what about you? No, I, I completely agree with, um, electric Avenue, like really helping keep that vibe after the fireworks and, uh, and then the drip field, I, I thought it was fantastic i thought just like you know the first half of it before the jam got going was just so sonically tight and i feel like they're adding so much like intricacies into that song since the first time that they've played it like stuff to like the way that rick's vocal vocals echo to like different right years it's just like it's amazing how much more space they're taking up and how like large they just sound and then like with the drums going um all the percussion you know Everything I think really culminated into like a really tight and really solid like um, set to Ender, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. I think you know that this this set has two things that are likely to make my my jam of the year playlist, and I I have I have a lot to slot in right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, after after the weekend at Resonance uh, and last night, so I need to get that going. But then. We get a nice little magic carpet ride encore, you know, always fine, you know, coming in just under curfew. Um, clock management was excellent last night. You know, set break was like 20 minutes. It went on like 20 minutes after showtime. Like they're killing it on this tour. Yeah. Shout out. We've, we've done this already, but shout out to Sam King for keeping them on the clock here. Uh, but Nish, what were you feeling about the encore and just, you know, the end of the show as a whole? I thought, um, Magic Carpet Ride was like a great choice for an encore, especially with the night two today. And so, you know, you have encores, which can like really just set the tone. Like this was the end of like a three night run or end of two night run or just like mm-hmm. a one night show, like a one off show, you know? And I think it really kind of was like a launching pad to keep the energy going into tonight, which I'm really sad that I'm not there, but um, I thought it was a great, you know, final song. Everybody was singing that song and, like you said, like time management was great and it wasn't like overzealous in the encore, but it was like, you know, enough to keep people excited for today. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, how did you feel about the encore? Totally. Yeah. That's also one of my uh, favorites that I was looking to catch as a cover. I uh, just love that song. And uh, that, that sham is just so, so fun. And uh, it was, I thought it was really nicely succinct. It didn't go crazy. And it, you know, kind of, uh, I, I think they, they end like right at 10, something like that. Uh, yeah. So, yep. Really, yeah, like you were mentioning, really good clock management, and uh, I just thought it was a great way to cap off the night. And I'm going to now keep the energy up for you. I got, yeah, I got to leave soon. Perfect. Uh, and we we got a good point from uh, Vickers here. Uh, the new drip ending was much happier. It's actually it's the same theme, but Rick was just shredding it at a high octane level. Uh, at, you know, at the end of Dripfield, which was so so cool. I loved the way that sounded. 
you know, I hope that's a trend uh, that continues. Yeah. Then, you know, he then did the normal quieter thing to like really end it off. But I love that that little uh, progression that happens there. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. So we're back tonight, uh, Nish. You know, I assume you will be joining us on Couch Tour yep. this evening. Uh, Dylan, you know, go rage. Uh, you know, go, go do that. Uh, you know, and I'll see you on Friday at SPAC, which I'm very, very excited about. I don't know. There were some storm clouds, so fingers crossed. Well, fingers crossed that those, uh, hold off and don't rain. Uh, of course we will be back tomorrow at three 30 Eastern. Uh, just, you know, just to say it on the pod in case anybody, you know, didn't see on Twitter, you know, we are going to continue doing our set list threads on normal as Twitter, uh, as normal on Twitter. Uh, but if people, you know, aren't aware about the the whole rate limit nonsense that's been happening the few days, past few days, um, if for some reason the always almost there account does get rate limited in the middle of the show, the set list is always being updated live with footnotes, all that good stuff on elgoose.net. Um, so you can always head over there to check that out. So thank you, Dylan and Nish. Thank you both so much for coming on the pod today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. Have a fantastic yeah show tonight dylan thank you appreciate Um, it yeah man have a good show thank you so much happy to be here thanks for having me this was great and also shout out to anthony who's keeping my place in line right now i I said i'd shout him out and i want to do that shout out to anthony thank you for doing that uh so dylan could be here uh you know in a a proper manner if you will uh well we're gonna let you get back uh in line and hit the show tonight but thank you everybody for listening to this episode of always almost there day after show have a phenomenal day and night and we'll see you next time tomorrow. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.